0: Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello. Welcome to Sunday Stories. My name is Deacon Lorena, and I love to share good stories with you. Has anyone ever said to you, Be patient? Like when you went to go swimming on a hot summer day, like today. You are all ready to go. You have your bathing suit on, your beach bag is packed, you even put on your own sunscreen. But for some reason, you must wait, while the rest of the family packs towels, umbrellas, lunches, and gets dressed. Then someone has to answer an urgent phone call. Oh, and now mom says the breakfast dishes must be put in the dishwasher. And dad still has to get dressed and someone else wants to take a shower. What, take a shower to go swimming? Crazy. Why, you wonder, why must all that stuff be done before we go to the pool? Let's just go. That's when you hear it. You need to wait. You need to be patient. To be patient means to be able to accept or tolerate delays, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. In other words, to be patient means to be able to trust that what you are waiting for, the thing that is promised to you, will happen, eventually, even when it seems like it will never happen, never, ever. In today's Gospel from St. Matthew, Jesus continues to teach the big crowds of people who have come to hear about the kingdom of heaven. The people want the kingdom of heaven to come fast. They are anxious and worried. They are tired of waiting. And Jesus says, Be patient, trust God, the kingdom of heaven will come. And then tells them the parable of the weed, which is about a farmer who sows good seed in his field, and then along comes his enemy who sows weeds in among the good seed. The farmer's helpers say, the good seeds will grow better if we pull the weeds out right now. But the farmer says something that surprises them. He says no wait. The farmer has a plan and asks his helpers to wait, to be patient, to trust in what he asks them to do. Farmers are wise about growing things, and their wisdom comes from planting and patiently waiting for the good seed to grow. Just like the farmer in today's Sunday story, who plants many many seeds, and then patiently, lovingly, cares for them. Let's listen to today's Sunday story. Seed by Seed. The Legend and Legacy of John Appleseed Chapman by Esme Raji Codell. When we look out of our windows, what do we see? Tall buildings, stores, and parking lots. Buses and cars speeding by. Red lights, and green lights, and yellow lights, and white lights. Our country is hard and electrical and moving, but it was not always this way. Once it was a tangle, a tangle, a tangle of roots and branches and wide tree trunks. Once you could not hear the engines of airplanes in the sky, or the sounds of phones ringing. Maybe you could catch the creaking of a wagon wheel straining against the ruts in the road, or the fall of an axe against wood. The bark of a dog, the crackle, of a campfire, the chattering of squirrels, the pecking of a sapsucker, the slapping of water against a riverbank, or the sound of the play of leaves turning silver-gray-green in the breeze, a shh like whispered secrets for the bees to carry off. The moon shone on the snow until the land glowed like a pearl, the stars glinted in the sky, and the candles flickered from their lamps. And in this quiet, tree-bough-tangled world, the world before the cement was poured and the lights turned on, there lived a man of his time, John Chapman, better known as Johnny Appleseed. The tales of Johnny Appleseed are three parts legend, one part fact. Stories we're not sure are true, but the man, John Chapman, was real. He was born on September 26th, 1774 in Massachusetts. He never drove a car or sent a basketball flying through a hoop. He never acted in front of a camera. He never wore a medal. He grew apples and offered them to the pioneers heading west. But wait, so what? A farmer. Why should we remember him today, more than 200 years later? and call him a hero. I will whisper the answer to you, a secret silver-grey-green. He lived by example. And of the many footsteps he took across the frontier in his bare and knobby feet, he left five for us to fill. Use what you have, share what you have, respect nature, try to make peace where there is war, You can reach your destination by taking small steps. No one is certain why he began his work of planting apple trees. He claimed that spirits and angels told him to be a messenger of peace and to grace the way to the West with an offering of fruit. What we know is that by doing the same act of planting seeds every day, Johnny Appleseed changed the landscape of our nation seed by seed, deed by deed. What examples did he plant for us? Use what you have. Most apples around the start of the 19th century were grown for making cider. John Chapman started his nurseries of apple trees by obtaining apple seeds from owners of cider presses in Western Pennsylvania, who were just going to throw the seeds away. Chapman dressed in coffee and potato sacks, or wore used clothing that was given to him by people trading for his trees. Some say he carried his tin cooking pot on his head like a hat. He had a style all his own. Share what you have. Chapman was rich in coin and rich in friends. He sold and traded trees to pioneers. But if a person could not afford them, Chapman would still allow that person to take saplings and pay when he or she was able. Chapman had eleven brothers and sisters, and they helped one another out when they could. Besides his love of apples, Chapman also had a strong affection for reading, especially books by a religious man named Emanuel Swedenborg, who preached love, tolerance, and faith. It is said that John Chapman used his open shirt as a pouch to carry his books. It is also said that he ripped books into chapters in order to circulate them between settlers. He liked to gather children and their families around him and delight them with a story time, news right fresh from heaven. In this way, he was the frontier's first librarian. Respect nature. John Chapman lived most of his life outdoors. He was a vegetarian and had a vast knowledge of herbs and their uses. Besides planting apples, John Chapman liked to plant fennel, a bulb that smells strongly of of licorice and that he believed had medicinal powers. In some parts of the country this fast-spreading plant is still called Johnny Weed. It is said that he lived in peace with the animals. Legend has it that he released a wolf from a trap and for a long time afterward the wolf tamely followed him wherever he went. Once, he slept at one end of a log with a bear and her cub at the other end. Another time when he noticed that his campfire was singeing the wings of mosquitoes, he doused the flames in order to save the insects. When he saw that an animal was being abused, he would buy that animal nurse it back to health, and find a good home. The only animal he was known to have killed was a rattlesnake. Though he acted in self-defense, he was said to have always felt badly for having taken that life. The Native Americans respected him for his spiritual bond with his surroundings, his kinship with all that grew and lived. Try to make peace where there is war. John Chapman moved freely between Native American and pioneer communities and he was trusted by both. He warned each side of the other's impending attack usually by walking through a room and reciting a mysterious rhyme. You can reach your destination by taking small steps. John Chapman journeyed hundreds of miles across state lines on his own two feet or by canoe on the waterways, planting and maintaining his tree nurseries over a hundred thousand square miles. His trees flowered and fruited across the Ohio River Valley, and they were shared and carried off to homesteads far and wide. He grew so many apple trees that chances are any apple you eat today is from a descendant of a tree planted by Johnny Appleseed. After catching pneumonia during an especially cold winter in 1845, John Chapman passed away. His sweet spirit lives on in the apples we eat and in the seeds we plant to make our country and our world a better place. Seed by seed, deed by deed, Johnny Appleseed changed the landscape of a nation, and now It's your turn. One small deed every day. What seed will you plant? Do you think that the farmer, Johnny Appleseed, knew that you and I would be eating apples from the seeds he planted? I wonder. He must have hoped that his apple trees would produce good fruit for a long time, but he didn't know that for sure, and he didn't worry about that. Instead, he plants good seeds, he takes care of the trees that grow from the good seeds, and then patiently waits for the trees to produce good fruit. It takes patience to make the same small act of planting seeds day after day, seed by seed. It takes patience also to do good deeds. It is not easy to be patient. In fact, it is extremely difficult. We will be asked to be patient many times a day, especially when we don't want to be, like when we are in a hurry for something good to happen. In Jesus' parable of the weed, he teaches that by being patient, we help the kingdom of God to grow. We can be like a wise farmer, like Johnny Appleseed, who plants good seeds, and then waits patiently for good fruits to grow, trusting that step by step, seed by seed, deed by deed, eventually, even when it seems like it never ever will, what is promised happens. Gracious God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to teach us about your kingdom. Thank you for sending people like Johnny Appleseed, who by example, Show us how to live each day patiently, trusting that in each good deed done in Jesus' name, we help to bring your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sunday Stories is a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.